you are about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. can't have two masters at the same time. He says either you love the other and hate the other. You love one and hate the other. There is no one, no way at all. You can say I love both. Praise Jesus. And when you hear such word, you start wondering, then how can I be able not to serve the two masters? Because two of them are demanding. The two masters are really demanding. So how can I avoid not serving the two? Then on Wednesday, Pastor Raj came and added Pepe to that salt. He said, stay in, in the class of God. Stay in, in the class of God. Do you know what the class of God means? Then you have to come and stay in that class. You need to wonder how this will be possible. But thank God for what Jesus Christ did. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do something today. In the name of Jesus. All we need to do is to allow him to do that, which he wants to do. I have a message I try to lead Holy Spirit and I will follow you. Let's go to Philippians 4, 12 to 13. It says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. Whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with, 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 uh, or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Praise Jesus. In the Passion Translation, it says, I know what it means to lack. And I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things. Whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. The strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every word difficulty. Without this power, you cannot avoid having two masters. Without this power, you cannot stay in the class of God. It is not possible. It says, and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. It does not say some difficulties. Every difficulty. It is by this power. That power is the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Spirit. Praise Jesus. One thing we have and no unbeliever will ever have is the Holy Spirit. I want, you, I want to repeat it. One thing you and me we have, and no unbeliever will ever have it, as long as he's an unbeliever, is the Holy Ghost. Praise Jesus. Romans 8.14 For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children 
of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God are what? Children of God. In the same Passion Translation, look at what it says. It said the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Now, let, let me tell you, at least if you know a little bit of physics, an impulse comes only from inside. You understand? Impulse, it comes only from inside. If you put a system that's to trace something, that's, that's I mean a sensor that says this, it can only sense what is inside. The impulse comes when you have the Holy Spirit. He said, these are the children of God. When you have the Holy Spirit, praise Jesus. What is the job of the Holy Spirit inside of us? Remember, I, I said the impulse is from inside. So, Holy Spirit is doing something inside of you and inside of me that now shows on the outside. The manifestation of what he's doing inside comes to show outside. People see it outside. But the, the, what is happening, what is activating it, what is making it to happen is from the inside. Praise Jesus. The Holy Spirit turns fear into love. Remember what the Bible says. Love do what? Cast Love cast out every fear. He turns the fear you have into love. He turns your anxiety into peace. He turns every sadness into joy. Praise Jesus. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to achieve the fullness of God's purpose in our life. You know, one of the things that I understand by the Spirit is that when God created man, he created a helper, right? That's the woman. The woman is a man. The same, like man. And God gave the chance that man, with the help of another man, will succeed. But man failed. When he came to this second Adam, to the second creation, God said, no, the helper with me. He gave man himself so that there is no room for failure. There is no way you can depend on the help of the Holy Spirit and get it wrong. It's not possible. Praise Jesus. When we are in the presence of God, we are being washed. We are being cleansed. We are being strengthened. We are being softened. We are melted and remolded. We are enlarged. In the presence, we are being completely infused with him to the perfect of becoming Christ-like. That's the perfection. Praise Jesus. I want to announce to you, because sometimes we think that God is looking for people who are good or looking for people who act right. You know that some people that act right, everything they're doing, you know, that's, they, 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 they have it. No. God is looking for people who are ready and willing to empty themselves so that he can fill them with his own face. Praise Jesus. With his own goodness. With his own character. That's what God is looking for. God is looking for you as you are. It's not like, okay, let me go and do this. Let me become this way so that God will start using me. God is ready to start using you as you are now. Praise Jesus. All you need to do is to surrender yourself the way you are. And he will make you what he has planned concerning you. You know, sometimes I wonder. I wonder how is it that God has a plan for each and every one of us. Different plans. Everyone has a purpose. And God knows that purpose. And God wants to achieve that purpose in every one. 
Now, now the thing is this. Because he knows you, he made you. Before he made you, he knew you. Because he planned to make you. Then, if you submit to him what he has planned that you will be, he will completely make you what he has planned that you will become. Praise Jesus. The only way God dwells in us is by the Holy Spirit. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. You know, if there was no need for Holy Spirit, after Jesus, the resurrection, all would have ended. We would have been asked to start all over again. We would have been asked, now you have a second chance to go and try. You can imagine if they tell me, Lawrence, on a, go and try now. I don't think I will do it better than Adam did. I will not. I will still fail like Adam failed. But do you know what? Ah, he said, no, I will give you a helper so that you will not fail, so that you will not fail. Praise Jesus. That is why Jesus is God with us. God with us, isn't it? God in flesh and blood with us. The Holy Spirit is God in us. God in us. I, I don't know what you think. Or, because sometimes I imagine, it, it's, it's like I want to open up myself to see God. But he's there. But you need to be aware that he's there. You need to, I mean, every time know, acknowledge that he's there. Sometime years ago, I, I used to be one of those that believe that whatever I am doing, the Holy Spirit is following me. I don't know if you understand what I mean. You know, Holy Spirit, I'm going, follow me. I want to do, follow me. That's believing that he will be following me. It's me that is directing him. It's me that telling him we want to go to Pastor Chris. That's it, so follow me. It's the opposite. I am the one to follow him. I am the one to follow him. So I wait. He moves, I move. There's something that, I mean, uh, in the past, I, I remember. I, I just remembered it now. Holy Spirit, thank you. You know, that is, I was going inside a bush with a surveyor, a Turkish surveyor, and then that was in Yola. We needed to go and find a new access road to, I mean, to, to, the, to the plant we were doing then. And this surveyor, he was just moving well, you know. Then me, I was like looking where, you know, to. He turned to me and said, Engineer, are you afraid of snakes? I, I, yes, but I said no. <laughs> You know what he told me? He said, snakes don't like engineers. I said, why? He said, because you come to destroy their environment. He said, well, oh, we go to pick the points and the levels and we leave them how, where they are. So you know what I started doing? Anywhere the man put his leg, I put my own. <laughs> because if they like him, they will know that it's, it's still like him moving. <laughs> Praise Jesus. If you follow the Holy Spirit, anywhere he puts leg is where you're putting leg. You can't get it wrong. Praise Jesus. You know, I said that no unbeliever will receive the Holy Spirit. You know, because sometimes we think that this Holy Spirit we are talking is for everybody. You understand what I'm saying? If the Bible says that it's also for the Gentiles, it's talking about the believers who are Gentiles. It's not talking about everybody. Praise Jesus. Let's go to Timothy. Second Timothy, sorry. One, verse four. I will read the Amplified. First of all, I want to tell us the fact that God sees our salvation as a treasure. You can't keep a treasure unless you have a way of holding it, where to keep it secure, isn't it? 
Praise Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is the help for us to keep this treasure we have received. That's salvation. Praise Jesus. He says, guard with greatest care and keep unchanged the treasure that the pressure, that precious truth which has been entrusted to you. That is the good news about salvation through personal faith in Christ Jesus. Do you see he called it treasure? Through the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Through the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. The gift of the Holy Spirit is to enable God dwell in us so he can complete the work he has started in us through the salvation from his son Jesus Christ which we accepted. There is no way, I said before, an unbeliever can receive the Holy Spirit. If you don't have this treasure, you can't receive. It says in John 14, 15 to 18, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Then Jesus ended that by saying, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Now, do you understand what this means? That anybody who does not have the Holy Spirit is an orphan. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are like what? An orphan. And there is no way you can succeed. You may be, you know, doing some exercise, but they are all in fertility. Because the ultimate goal at the end of the day is that going to him, isn't it? Going to him. That's the ultimate. Praise Jesus. So Jesus started it all. But the Holy Spirit he sent to us will carry us to the accomplishment of the purpose in our life and ultimately to the final glory that awaits anyone who has submitted and allowed the Holy Spirit to do the work with him, in him. There is a glory. If we allow the Holy Spirit to do that work, then we will get to that glory that waits, that waits for us. Praise Jesus. If we restrict the Holy Spirit by our unbelief, disbelief, unreceptive hearts, like Emma prayed on Friday, he said, unreceptive hearts. With that, you can resist the Holy Spirit. His presence will not manifest in power. But that does not mean he's not there. He's there. But he will not manifest. You know, some people sometimes wonder, do I really have the Holy Spirit? Yes, if you have Jesus. You know, as once I received a wash, gift. He gave me a gift. And I looked at the wash. I was having a very good wash. You know, so the way I valued that wash was not like... So one day I was in a shop. I saw a shop. I saw this, that watch. Uh, when I saw the price, I went to change the location, the position where I kept the watch. You understand now? That's it's the only way you know what you carry. You know how to carry it. If you know the value of what you carry, then your way of carrying that thing will change. There are some things if I give you, you can be using it every day. But if the value is such that when you find out it's for a very, you will now start using it maybe once in a month or once in a year. Because now you know, ah, this thing is so precious. Praise Jesus. Like I said before, we don't decide what the Holy Spirit of God do in our lives. How he will manifest. I, I repent of this. I repent of it because sometimes we're the one that will say, Holy Spirit, move! We order him. Move now! Move! It's him that will move and we will follow. 
He decides what to do. He knows what to do. And he knows what is good for us. What is best. He knows what is best for you. He knows what is best for me. And we need to always invite him. Holy Spirit, we need you. We invite you. Come and do that which you want to do. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot have revelation. No guidance. No power. Without him, we are limited and we are restricted in the things we can do. Praise Jesus. Now, now I, I want to say this. I may sound a little bit off track if you don't listen well. Having the Holy Spirit does not mean having a perfect life. I don't know if you have. Having the Holy Spirit does not mean having a perfect life. But it means that we are working with him towards perfection and ultimate victory in everything. So the trials will come. The challenges will come. Holy Spirit is not there to remove the challenges. It's to help you walk through the challenges. Because sometimes people make the mistake that when they see a brother or a sister going through things, they just believe that, ah, just like the friends of Job, no? He must be God that is dealing, punishing. No. The Holy Spirit is there to help you walk. However that situation has been difficult with the Holy Spirit working with you, you can imagine if you don't have him what the situation would have been. Praise Jesus. You know, sometimes also we are like men and women inside a bus going a certain, okay, we know our final destination, right? Let's just put it that way. And the bus is taking the, the longer route. Some of us want to come down. Say, no, 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 this route is long. But the only thing is that maybe that shorter route you now get there and find out that it's blocked. There's no way. But if you follow the driver that knows the road, that understands the situation, he will definitely take, get you to that destination. Praise Jesus. It's like when you have, if you have been a tourist before in a country you don't know, and you, have, you are following a certain group, a tour guide, no? And then you come there, you know, you don't even know the next place you are going. All you are doing is you are following. They come here, they take you to a museum, they give you an explanation of everything. Then when you finish, sometimes they are the ones that will tell you, okay, no, let's, let's have lunch now. Because the next place we are going, we are going to spend more hours. And then maybe you say, no, 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 I will have my lunch later. <laughs> I know why I laughed. Because maybe the time you get there and you are hungry, you find out that there is no food in that surrounding. They know. That's why they say, let's have lunch now. Praise Jesus. We need to learn how to follow him. We need to learn. We need to be so humble to follow him. We need to release everything about us to follow him. Praise Jesus. God wants to lead us to places we cannot get to on our own strength. And he does it by the power of the Holy Spirit. He can bring us to the realm of the miraculous. But now, when he brings us to the realm of the miraculous, it's not for a show, like so many think. No, it's not for a show. It is as a demonstration of his love and compassion to the lost and the needy. Have you ever had where Jesus boasted in the miracles and said, now, all of you line up and you're going to see something. Watch out, watch out. Just look, look, look. It's going to happen. You find out something that will say, Holy Spirit, this is the time. This is the time. Now, come now. Jesus, out of him proceed 
miracles out of him. Miracles proceed. Many times he will even call the people and say, look, tell no one what happened here. Because when those big ones happen, he know that, ah, these people will start giving this glory to me instead of my father. Don't tell anybody. So the miraculous is not for sure. Like so many take to make mistakes. When some things happen, maybe through a vessel, then they take it that, ah, this man, this man. No, still him. He chooses the way. However, let, let me tell you one experience personally. You know, sometimes some things happen and enter your head. You know, I, I, that's with the new converts. You know, sometimes you know, when we pray for them, they receive the Holy Ghost baptism. When we pray with them, they receive the Holy Ghost. And you have sometimes different manifestations. So one day, you know, the thing was now happening often. One day. One Sunday, nothing happened. Nothing. I, I didn't say it out. Inside of me, I started asking, and what happened today? Hey, before I could drive to that junction, the Holy Spirit said, okay, okay, okay. So, so now it's you, eh? It's now you. It's no more me. I wanted to park and kneel down on the grass there. Started, and start, you know, when I go home, I lay, I lay down. I say, sorry, sorry. If you make the mistake and say it is you, I will, let me not say anything. I don't, don't want to add a word to this. Praise Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes with the presence of God to empower us to move beyond our limitations which enables us to experience the fullness of communion with him. Are you seeing that with the Holy Spirit fully in charge, you can't serve two masters? You can't. If you give him full control, you cannot serve two masters. Praise Jesus. Paul prayed a prayer in the book of Ephesians. I want us to look at that prayer. Ephesians 3, please. Pray 14. He said, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the sense, what is the width and the length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, now that prayer, it says in 16 that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through the, his spirit in the inner man. Now, he said, when this prayer is answered, 17 starts. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, at that point, being rooted and grounded in love. You cannot be rooted and grounded in love, in the love of God, without the Holy Spirit in you. Praise Jesus. And that is when you now come to know that love that passes knowledge. That's when you come to know. And that is, is by this you will now be what? Filled with the fullness of God. These are the things that the presence of the Holy Spirit brings with him. Praise Jesus. You see, many of us sometimes, we read verse 20. Now to him who is able to exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, according to the power that works in us. Wait, wait. wait. Exceedingly abundantly. He said, according to the power that works in you, that works in me. So if that power is not working, 
There's no exceedingly, there's no abundantly. It's only when that power is working in me, is working in you, that there will be exceedingly and there will be abundantly above all that you will think or ask. Praise Jesus. Another thing that the Holy Spirit in us do is to set us free. Setting us free from the law of sin and death. Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Do you see it? No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Wait. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. It is possible to be in Christ Jesus, but still walking in the flesh. So, no condemnation for those first who are in Christ Jesus, but are walking in the spirit, according to the spirit. Praise Jesus. He said, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ, in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sometimes there are some things we may not understand the depth of what this is. Freedom from the law of sin and from the law of death. It means that there is no way Satan has control over your life again. Over my life again. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Another thing again that the Holy Spirit do for us is that he guarantees to us the inheritance in Christ Jesus. Let's go to Romans 8 again, verse 16 and 17. And it says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, then we may also be glorified together. It's a guarantee. It's the Holy Spirit that bears witness of the inheritance. Let me tell you something. If someone has a very wealthy father, but does not know, you know, that is, you know those children, maybe their father has been looking for them. They've been looking for their father, right? And they don't know. And they may be the only son. And the man wants to leave his inheritance. With who? With the lawyer. Until the son meets the lawyer, he will never know that he has become a rich man. It is only when you have the Holy Spirit in you that he bears you witness that you are a heir. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you will not know that you have this inheritance in Christ Jesus. Praise Jesus. One thing God longs for, because sometimes we ask ourselves, okay, God is doing all this for me. What does he want? He wants relationship with you. He wants relationship with me. He tried that with man, helping man. He could not get that relationship. He could not continue. He had it for some time, but he failed. But by his spirit, he wants to guarantee that relationship to continue. Praise Jesus. First of all, God wants us to know him the more. Even though man may not know. But man needs God. Praise Jesus. Let me tell you why I am sure in my spirit that man needs God. Have you ever seen some people that they want to accumulate everything in this world? They want to try all kinds of things. They want to have houses everywhere in the world. All in search of what? Peace, satisfaction, joy. But if they only they can understand that they, all they need is God to have all that that they've been searching for. 
People do all kinds of things for power. They go places for power. Some people are ready to kill for power. But here we are being told that, look, the Holy Spirit comes with power. Do you understand? He comes with what? Power. The same power they can do all things for. It's given to them freely. But they are not accepting that. I, I heard of a story. Let me just tell you this. I know it's true because the person that told the story said he knows the man very well. I mean, I'm talking about power. He said this man is a preacher in a very small village. And in that village, they have a deity. In the forest, in the village, you know, the deity is represented by a snake. So he said, by midnight, every midnight, to go and worship the deity, they go with drum. And they start, you know, drumming. And that snake comes out. And they worship the snake and go. And they believe that they derive their power from this deity, the village. So this man's preaching was not touching anybody. He will preach, he will preach nothing. They will say, look, what power do you have? Do you know our deity? So the man warned them. They said, he said that this man has one leg. That is, no, he's walking like this. The preacher I'm talking. He said, he warned them. He said, one day I will eat that's your snake. And they said, who are you? Who do you think you are? The man continued in his prayers, preparing for the day. So one day, he went in before them, around 10. You know? You know they come by 12. Come when they maybe 9, 10. And he started beating the same drum. And the snake came out. He carried the snake inside the bag. Took the snake to his house, killed the snake, cooked it. And he called his son to eat. His son said, no, 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 no. I won't try this one. And this man ate and finished that snake. So he was waiting for them. By midnight, this man went into the place and started beating their drum. But funny things started happening. As they were beating the drum, the snake was moving inside the man's stomach. And the man was saying, you, you are dead. I've eaten you. You can't do anything. So you, the only way you can come out, you know. You cannot come out through any other means. So you are dead. They continued until the snake did what? Relaxed. So the next morning he was telling them, okay, where's your snake? Do you know that's how that village converted to Christ? Power. Somebody will say, ah, there's one in my village. Let me go and try it. They will kill you. The Holy Spirit led the man to do that. Don't go and say, hey, I will do it because someone else did. Praise Jesus. When we are led by him, it's only by him. We are not imitating someone. We are being led by him. And the power that men are looking for is all in us. That's why he said, according to the power that worketh in us. Praise Jesus. So, he wants us to know him more. He wants us to love him. Because he loved us first. He wants us to obey him. I mean, these are all the things that are needed in this relationship I'm telling you now. He wants us to obey him. He said, if you love me, keep my what? Commandments. Obey me. Now, another thing that he wants us to be completely his own. And this we can see, I want to stop at it small so that John chapter 10, 27 to 30. He wants us to be his own. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. He wants us to be his own completely. That is why when pastor was talking about two masters, God does not want us to share him with anyone or share ourselves between him and someone else. 
He wants us to be completely his own. 100%. Praise Jesus. Now, in giving ourselves to God, allowing the Holy Spirit to have full control, we have to be intentional about it. If you are not intentional, then you will be what? Here and there. Because that you have the Holy Spirit in you, or I have the Holy Spirit in me, does not guarantee that I follow him. Following him must be intentional. Yes. He lives in, he dwells there. But I have to be intentional in following him. I have to wait and listen. I have to hear. And when I hear, I have to obey. Praise Jesus. Something happened to me, I think either in 2007, December, 24th, December. I took off, I think it will be December because... We, it's something that concerns also Pastor Livingstone. You know, I, I, was, I was living in Guarimpa then. I wanted to travel. My family was already at home. And I wanted to travel, that's for Christmas. And I was to live on the 24th. And Pastor Livingstone said, okay, since you're going, let all of us go together. That is, he will come with his car and we'll drive together. I said, ah, fine, that's, that's better because I was alone, driving alone. But on the 23rd, he called me. He said, I will not be able to go again, but please, do me a favor. You have to carry my sister, Ijoma. That's to drop her at nine miles, Enugu. So, in the morning, we left by seven in the morning. If you leave by seven, you are sure that you will get wherever you're going before four, before three, four, maximum. Only to get to before Gwagalada. This one was not a go slow. It was a pack and no go. <laughs> Praise Jesus. That is, you know, you know those distance you join. Now, you can't go back because there are lines of cars by your... You can't do... You can't turn because there's also this side. So, you are in there. There's no way. You can't follow the bush because there's a dish by the side. So, there's no way. You have to park. In fact, people park. Some people were even on the road. They are, they are eating all, all manner of things. We are there till three. So, by three, we started moving. Small, small. And it's not something you can say, okay, let me turn and go back to Abuja because... In fact, the fact that you are moving, you have to be thanking God that you are even moving. And there's only one direction you have to follow. So by the time we are getting to Lokoja, my brother, my younger brother used to live in Lokoja there. I thought of going to his house to sleep because he was, I mean, it was almost around five something. But I had an issue there. I said, my wife is at home and I'm traveling with a young girl. You know, if I go, you know, you know there's some explanations you have to be given. It's true. <laughs> The explanation is true. What you're saying, you're not lying. But you know that they're doubting you. You are giving explanation. You say, look, this is the, I mean, that's the sister of my brother in the church. The, my brother, this, this. What do you say? Say, okay, 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 okay. So I decided to move on. And by the time we got to Ninth Mile, there was no car going to worry for her. Another situation came. Now, my wife, she's in the east, but in their place. In, their, in, in her village, no? So she will be coming the next day, on the Christmas day, so because I will, so that I will be, because I will be home. I also thought, I said, okay, look, I can take her to my place. But when I said that, I saw, like I saw the, my father's face, saying, <laughs> asking me some questions too. So the, the situation was so bad. I said, okay, let me go inside Enugu to drop her. So I went inside Enugu and then found a park where I mean, people were there waiting for the next day because... So I dropped her and left. It was almost approaching almost uh, 10.30 to 11. So I decided to move. 
as I came out, I made a mistake in the flyover. I didn't know how to go down. Well, it's a long time I've been to anyway. I didn't know how to go down to follow that express down to Oka. I prayed. I said, Holy Spirit. No, I said, Father. I didn't say Holy Spirit. I said, Father, send your angel to direct me. I ask you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I looked up. I saw one old man. By the, by the you know, the, turn, the, turn, the roundabout and the, that goes down with the flyover. So I parked by the side of the man. I greeted him. I said, Baba, good evening. You know, greeted me. I said, please, the road to Oka, the man said that way. Ah, I was so happy. I said, look at how, how fast this prayer has been answered. So I moved with speed. Only to get to a point I saw Nike Resort. T-junction. I said, ah, no, this doesn't look like the road to Oka. I said, what is this? But I prayed and they answered me. And then I prayed again. I didn't stop. I didn't say, okay, since you don't answer me, let me do it on my own. I prayed again. I said, Father, Help me, send your angel to direct me. I saw another old man. I don't know if it is the same. But I saw another old man. I stopped, I asked him, he said, that way. I followed the way he showed me. I didn't say no, since the other one misled me, let me, I followed. And that was the right uh, way. Only for me to continue moving, at a point, I saw cars parked on my lane. And they were parked on my lane, but they were coming my direction. That's, they were going the wrong direction. But before I saw them, I saw, I, before I met them, that the others, I saw a group of boys around the car on the other lane, you know? So, on that lane, where the, that's where the boys were, I just, I just crossed with speed. They turned and looked at me. I just moved. So, they were asking me, did you meet armed robbers on this road, on this lane? I said, no. They said they were robbing on this lane. I said, no. Do you know what happened? When I asked for direction, they took me away from the arm robbers. And then, by the time they gave me the way, they moved the arm robbers to the other lane so that I can pass. If you follow the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter what he's saying. What is ever he's saying makes sense. Praise Jesus. Anyone who receives Jesus has the Holy Spirit. Anyone. He says in the book of 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3, I read it in Amplified, Amplified Classic. He said, therefore, I want you to understand that no one's speaking under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit of God can ever say Jesus because. And no one can really say Jesus is my Lord except by and under the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit. Praise Jesus. In Romans 8, 9 to 11, it makes us to understand that anyone who has who does not have the spirit of Christ is not his own. Romans 8, 9 to 11. He said, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his own. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Praise Jesus. The Bible says it is God who works in us to will and to do for his good pleasure. That is, you know what that means? He wants that everything we do pleases him. Everything we do. 
said, for his good pleasure. For his good pleasure. One thing I want to tell us this morning is that we have a guarantor. A guarantee, rather. Let me use the word guarantee, not even a guarantor. We have a guarantee which has been given to us. When we trusted Jesus in Jesus, we are sealed with the Holy Ghost as a guarantee for what God has prepared for us. Guarantee. Ephesians 1, 13 to 14. He said, in him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory? God has placed, has put in place an inheritance for us. But he doesn't want us to lose it. Then he guaranteed with the Holy Spirit in you and me that we will get it. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee for us to receive it. That which he has already prepared. Praise Jesus. Do you know what is a guarantee? The word guarantee means it cannot fail. Isn't it? The word guarantee. Let me tell you something. I'm an engineer. When we do the design of any structure, let me just say a bridge. Do you know why bridges don't fail? Or also why they fail? They fail because there is no guarantee. When you are calculating the load that will come on that bridge, by the time you finish the calculation, what you are going to apply in your analysis must be multiplied by a factor that guarantees that you will not fail. Because let's say you say, this load is one. Then in my building the bridge, I will do it that it will carry 1.5. So at that point, the load that will collapse the bridge will never come. Why they collapse is sometimes it's either there is no enough analysis maybe at the foundation level Someone, I mean, that is the calculation they did. They did not implement it. Something, there are some reasons. But because there is no guarantee, that's why they fail. So he's saying that I give, a, I seal you with my guarantee, which is the Holy Spirit. It means there is no failure. Praise Jesus. I want to read that first part in the Passion. He said, and because of him, when you are not Jews, had the revelation of the truth. You believed in the wonderful news of salvation. Now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. He is given to us like an engagement ring as the first installment of what is coming. He is our hope promise of a future inheritance which seals us until we have all of redemption's promise and experience complete freedom. All for supreme glory and honor of God. Do you understand it? God took his time to prepare our inheritance. When he finished and he packaged it and left it for us, he does not trust you and me to get there on our own. He said, okay, now look, let me give them myself so that me that knows where that inheritance is, I will take them to that place. And he is still the one protecting that inheritance. So he cannot be taken away. When Jesus was leaving, he said to his disciples, I will go. It is to your advantage that I go. Because if I go, then I will send. As long as I am here, 
I can't do much for you. But if I go, I will do all for you. Because I will be in you. It is to your advantage that I go. So that I will send. Yeah, look at it. Okay. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Praise Jesus. This Holy Spirit we are talking comes with power. In the book of Acts 1 verse 8, he said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You know, I was wondering, why is the Holy Spirit not come when Jesus was here? It's a big question. It was a big question for me. Why was he not able to give the Holy Spirit to us, to man, when he was here? The reason is that man is still with his sin. Man is still with the unforgiving sin. The price for sin has not yet been paid. The Holy Spirit cannot go into any place that is unsanctified. Jesus, in the book of John, I think John 20. Okay, can you go to 20? Now, in 20, he said, when he had said this, you know, um, he showed them his hands. What, when he had said, he said, what he said is peace be unto you, right? He showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. You know, I've never seen, it was just that I saw this part. The disciples were glad. Do you know what it means? They received him. They received the death and the resurrection. He has shown them his hand, the sides. They were glad. They have received the Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. And look at what happens in 21. At that point, he said, so Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send, send you. 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Why couldn't he do this before? The price has not been paid. It is only after the price has been paid. That's when he can breathe in. If you go to the book of Genesis chapter 2, you know, God created man. And when he breathed on man, what happened? The Bible said that a man became a living being. Jesus breathed in them so that his life would be transferred into them. The life of God was transferred into man, into the believer. Praise Jesus. Sometimes I say, why is this written in the Bible? And as well, I go where he says, tarry until you have received the Holy Spirit. That, that, the promise. He has breathed in them. But he's saying, tarry. Does it make sense? What other Holy Spirit do you want? Praise Jesus. Let me show you show us something here. Praise the Lord. This is because there is Okay, if we already have the Holy Spirit, why do we ask for him? The reason is that there is a deeper outpouring of the Spirit that God wants us to have, but we have to ask. You know, some call it the Holy Spirit upon. You understand what I'm saying? It's like they've given you a, an invitation card just to come in, into this place. But you say, no, I want to be a member. Then they now give you a form to fill. You get it. The higher stage for the believer, is that you have received, the day you receive salvation the Holy Spirit, but you have to ask for the power to come upon you 
for the deeper outpouring to come for you to be able to bear witnesses for him for you to be able to work for him for you to be able to do his purpose praise jesus and that's what we're asking for because yes when you receive the outpouring that deeper that very much outpouring of the holy spirit you have to, you will function must because you have intentionally decided to receive isn't it because if you ask it's you now intentionally asked and say i want the other one was given to you when you say i received jesus that's the, the holy spirit but now you're asking for more today we're going to ask for more is that more that makes a difference praise jesus in luke 11 i'll take it from 11 he said if a son asks for bread from any father among you will he give him a stone or if he asks for a fish will he give him a serpent instead of a fish or if he asks for an egg will he offer him a scorpion if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him there is an asking praise jesus we need to be continually filled to experience him fully and be able to touch our environment by him is that feeling is the feeling the outpouring of the holy spirit is what we need to do the work praise jesus you know the bible tells us that we need to be filled with the holy spirit, not with uh, you know with alcohol not be drunk with wine praise jesus because you see okay let me read it in in the passion ephesians 5 17 to 20 he said and don't live foolishly for then you will have discernment to fully understand god's will and don't get drunk with wine which is rebellion instead be filled continually with the holy spirit and your hearts listen when you are now continually filled with the holy spirit he said and your hearts will overflow with joyful songs to the lord keep speaking to each other with words of scripture singing the, the psalms with praises and spontaneous songs given by the spirit praise jesus what i've come to tell us today is the road to that ultimate victory is called the holy spirit the one who knows the way that we should follow he knows what is on the way that will pass through he even knows when he will tell us okay now stay rest you know pastor said something once we laughed but i took something from there it was elijah that was running and god said first of all sit down and eat isn't it so sit down eat first and when the man has finished eating i mean his uh, words change a little bit god knows how to take care of us he knows where we're going he knows where he's taking us he knows the road to get there he knows all the things we will meet on the way and he is prepared not that he has prepared us to overcome he is prepared to overcome them for us praise jesus you know one of the things as a believer which is a very big challenge to me whenever i read you see that words of jesus whatever i hear my father say i say and whatever i see my father do i do is a big challenge that's where he wants us to get to that what we say will be what he said what we say is what he has already what said and what we do is what he has already done that's where we're called that's where we are called to be like him to follow like him he is our example so you see the more we study the more we long to know him the more we become like him the more we love him praise jesus let us stand
as we're praying. Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as a living water. In John 7, 38 and 39, he referred to the Holy Spirit as a living water. He said, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this is spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him will receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The question I ask ourselves this morning, this living water, is it flowing from your heart? Is it flowing from my heart? Or is my heart dry, like a desert? Is it flowing? When people meet me, or when people meet you, do they see that they have met someone like Jesus? When you come into a place where there is confusion, and there is strife, there is fight, do you bring about peace? Rivers of living water. Rivers that bring life to anything that is dead. That's our calling. When he met the woman at the well, he asked him, give me water to drink. And he said to the woman, whoever drinks this, your own water will test again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give will never test. But the water that I shall give will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. That's what Jesus has given us. Are you tested this morning? Am I tested? We have come to the place where we will drink of this water. This living water. Touch me one more time. Oh Lord. Touch me. I need your touch Lord. Touch me. Touch me. Feel me one more time. Feel me Without you, we will not succeed. But all this starts with receiving your son Jesus. If we don't receive your son in our hearts, there is no room for the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking now, if you know that you don't have Jesus in your life, if you know that you have never invited him in your life, this is an opportunity for you. It doesn't matter you may be coming to church. You may have been in church for a long time. But you need Jesus. This is an opportunity. I want you to raise your hand if that is the situation. This is not a time of saying to yourself, what would they talk about me? I've been around for a while. It's an opportunity. I need your spirit above all the
the communion, as pastor taught us, and Jesus said, is for the remembrance of him. For us to always remember that a transaction was initiated for us to succeed. For us to know that the debt we owe has been fully paid. And no one else is being owed concerning the debt that to pay. Paid in full. Praise Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up before thee the element of bread and the element of wine. And we ask you, Lord, to bless them, sanctify them, consecrate them for your own use this afternoon in the name of Jesus. Let this bread become the body of your son, Jesus. And let this wine become the blood of your son, Jesus. That as we eat and as we drink, let it be that we will have full part in you. In the name of Jesus. We submit ourselves and receive as a testimony what Jesus did. And by this, it becomes evident in our life. In the name of Jesus. We bring all of this to remembrance in our hearts and we say let it remain in the name of Jesus Christ Amen in the book of 1 Corinthians 11 praise Jesus 23 says for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed. He took bread. And when he has given thanks, he broke it. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the name of Jesus, we can eat. as you drink it in remembrance of me. Father, we thank you for the price has been paid in full. In the book of Romans 8 from verse 1 to 4 He said there is therefore no now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do walk according to the flesh but according who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit for the law of the spirit in life in Christ Jesus has made me free, has made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. 
He condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh sets their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit the things of the spirit. Father we thank you Lord for there is no more condemnation again. But our prayer is coming from John 3.18. I take it amplified version. Amplified classic. John 3.18. Why I had to bring the two together because they are related. Very much related. He who believes in him, who clings to, trusts in, relies on him, is not judged. He who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. For him there is no rejection, no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. Now, where is our prayer? I want us to internalize the fact. He says, he who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. Those who are lawyers here will understand that they may bring you to a court and they will say that this is this case has no jurisdiction in this court, right? And that case will be strike out. But do you know that when they strike out a case for no for wrong jurisdiction, it may still go back to another court. But here I say it cannot be called up for judgment. So there is no place we, me and you can be taken. The enemy can take us and be judged. I don't know if you get it. He said, you cannot, I cannot be called up for judgment. It means that all the things the enemy has been doing against you and me are in illegality. They are illegal. God is not saying there is no jurisdiction. He's saying that you cannot be called up. What God is saying is that you have complete immunity. Complete immunity. I have complete immunity. The enemy is illegal with everything he's bringing against me. Complete immunity. I want us to pray. Father, oh Lord, we receive this. That's our prayer. That's your prayer. We receive, I receive this immunity. I receive, I acknowledge this immunity. I acknowledge it, oh Lord. I acknowledge it. I acknowledge it. I acknowledge this immunity, Lord. You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashankari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 07-03-15-884-04. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you. Love just as you are.